today on the Tearsheet Podcast. As a, a, a payroll provider, um, which which Ceridian is, you know, we um, provide a critical interface between the employer and the employee. We we move over three hundred billion dollars of funds every year um, just as a payroll provider, and so the opportunity to establish relationships uh, directly with the over 4 million employees of the companies that we work with um, presented a really unique opportunity to, to make work life better. Hey, this is Zach Miller, Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief. I wanted to tell you about our upcoming Convergence Conference. Banks and top fintechs are both headed in the same direction. They're building products and services to handle an increasing share of their customers' needs. Whether our firm started as a bank or a personal finance app, we're all headed in the same direction. Tearsheet's Convergence Conference explores this trend. With senior speakers from Chase, Citizens, American Express, KeyBank, Anchorage, and more. Go to the Tearsheet website and click Conferences for more information. The Convergence Conference is sponsored by Publicis Sapien. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. On the podcast and on the Tearsheet site, we've explored the world of employment data that's just opening up. It's opening up to allow new forms of lending and financial services that use employment data as a major input. So imagine a lender wanting to loan money to an Uber driver who doesn't have a traditional income source. But what if the payroll firm didn't just supply data to third parties? What if the payroll provider got into fintech itself? That's exactly what Ceridian is doing with its Dayforce wallet. The company processes $300 billion yearly in paychecks, and it's helping its clients and their employees tap into their salaries earlier and more frequently than the traditional pay cycle. Seth Ross is the new GM of Dayforce Wallet and Consumer Services at Ceridian. I first met Seth when he was at Green Dot, heading up the firm's banking as a service platform. He joins me on the podcast to talk about Ceridian's move into financial services and more broadly, to chat about the potential of embedded financial services. Seth Ross is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Uh, my name is Seth Ross. I am general manager of wallet and consumer services at Ceridian. Uh, and what does that mean? Well, Ceridian is a global human capital management software business. Uh, we, we do um, uh, HR software and payroll um, for uh, about 5,000 uh, clients around the world. And my job is to help uh, build the business that we have created to deliver services to the employees of those companies. And the first product that we came out with was a product called Dayforce Wallet, uh, which is a way for um, employees to get access to their uh, earnings anytime on demand. Um, and so it's a really exciting product. It's been growing like crazy, and it's my privilege to lead that team. Awesome. So welcome to the show, Seth. Um, Ceridian's clients, what size businesses typically do you work with? On average, um, our clients uh, are about a thousand employees. Um, so kind of higher end of the market uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and moving up. Uh, you know, we, we sort of, our, our bread and butter has been kind of that mid market, uh, but we've been growing our average customer size consistently over the last um, several years and, and have want some very large, um, very large accounts recently. And in a particular sector, you do, do you skew more towards tech companies or who, is there a, a particular specific sector, I guess, that you target? 
there's a broad, we've got a really broad range of, um, of clients in a lot of different industries. Um, I can speak to Dayforce Wallet uh, in terms of our solution. Uh, you know, we have particular strengths in retail, in manufacturing, and in healthcare. Uh, and if you think about those are, you know, segments with, um, you know, often large populations of workers, many of whom may be um, hourly workers um, as well. Um, and so, you know, that tends to be a, a segment that our, those tend to be segments that our solution really resonates very well with. And I, I know you joined, it sounds like you joined after the decision to, to move into financial services uh, was made, but can you talk a little bit about um, directionally why, why the firm decided to move into um, financial services? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you know this, Zach, we, we've, we've gone, we have some history in that I've been an advocate for embedded financial services for a long time um, in, in prior roles. And I've, I've only been at Ceridian for nine months now. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the leadership and really our CEO, David Ossip, um, identified we had a real opportunity here uh, in that, you know, as a, a payroll provider, um, which, which Ceridian is, you know, we um, provide a critical interface between the employer and the employee. We, we move over $300 billion of funds every year. Um, just as a payroll provider. And so the opportunity to establish relationships uh, directly with the over 4 million employees of the companies that we work with um, presented a really unique opportunity to, to make work life better. Uh, you know, this is, this is kind of what we, we talk about. It's our, uh, you know, it's a, a motto of, of Ceridian is to make work life better. And I think there's a real opportunity as uh, embedded financial services develop uh, that, you know, being at the source of funds, being with, uh, you know, having integrations with the employer and having direct, uh, a direct connection to the employee creates really unique opportunities to, uh, to do things for these employees to, to make their lives better. And among those things is, what we do with Dayforce Wallet, which is enabling people to get their pay when they need it, um, you know, on demand. That makes tons of sense. And I know in, in our coverage recently, we've been covering a lot of the, the opening up of payroll data, um, you know, to, to build ecosystem around it. But it makes a ton of sense for you guys who sit on the payroll data and actually moving the money uh, behind it as a processor uh, to get into financial services yourself, as opposed to, you know, working with third parties. So, so why start with the wallet? The wallet sounds like it's sort of a home base for an account. Yeah, so that's so <clears throat> the philosophy is you know this is kind of our initial uh, product, and you know like any uh, you know great fintech, what you need to do is you, you need to have your wedge product. What's the thing that you're going to do better than anybody else that's going to earn people's trust? And I think. Uh, we have this unique opportunity because of our architecture um, that we're able to uh, provide pay on demand, which is honestly, it's a killer app for people. You know, think about the way many neobanks built huge businesses on, frankly, getting paid two days early. Right. Well, <laughs> we're building a neobank around uh, 
getting your pay anytime you want it. Uh, forget two days early. It's it's literally any time. Um, and so, you know, that's just a tremendous foundational value proposition uh, to start from. And then you build that trust with those, um, you know, with those users, with those people, and you show them that you have their backs. You show them that you are creating solutions that make their lives better. And I think that gives you the license, the trust to, to do more for them. You know, I think fundamentally banking and financial services is about trust um, and the companies that succeed will be the companies that uh, really nurture that trust and, and, that, uh, and honor the trust that those, those users place in them. So is, is the Dayforce wallet then um, offered through the employer? Is that, and does the employer sort of set, you said sort of always on demand, do they set that as a, as a setting or can a, an employer say, you know, I, I, an employee can access wages up to five times a month or something? Is, is there some, I guess, selectivity that the employer has as part of their relationship with you guys? Yes. So uh, it is offered through employers. And employers do have the ability to configure the way the Dayforce wallet is offered to their employees. So if they wanted to set a parameter around uh, what percentage of pay of available net pay do they want their employees to have or how many requests they want to make per pay period or per time period, um, that is all customizable for the employers as well. And so your your go to market is really B two B to C. So yes. how do you how do you help your clients? I guess get the word out about the wallet. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. Uh, it is a B two B to C. Um, there's a significant amount of you know education that we provide to um, you know our direct clients. Uh, we provide you know a, a toolkit of how do you talk about this this type of solution. Um, and how do you best uh, get the word out to your employees? So we do a lot of work around that. Um, we've, we actually just recently created some, some customized videos for clients to use and to, to communicate. Um, uh, but, you know, we found that, um, you know, employees really appreciate and really like this, this benefit that, that companies offer them. And so you know, we've got a lot of, of companies with, with really, really strong adoption um, for, for this type of service. And what's beautiful is, I mean, if you really are building sort of a, a diffused neobank, uh, it's great to already have captured clients who are already using software with their employees on board. And that sure makes it a lot easier, I guess, than going out and getting one, you know, new clients one by one. I mean, the, the market yeah, I mean, that's that to be totally different, right? Exactly. You know, sort of the, the, the joke that I, not really a joke, but I mean, if you think about it, you know, Every single one of our customers, we have the opportunity for them to be a direct deposit customer. Uh, you know, and, and in my old job, uh, I would have, uh, you know, I was constantly dreaming and thinking up, well, how do I get this user to become a direct deposit customer? Well, for us at, at Ceridian, you know, you can tap a button and you can have your entire pay put onto this, this card because, you know, we run that payroll. And so that sort of really privileged position um, is really exciting. Frankly, that was one of the reasons why I came to Ceridian, mm. you know, nine months ago, you know, having, having been in the banking as a service and embedded finance space, um, you know, so Zach, you know this, but you know, I used to be at a, a, you know, one of the pioneers in the banking as a service business, you know, got to know, well, what are the things that really make 
an embedded financial services solution really work? And one of the things that that I learned was, you, you know, if you can be close to the source of funds or you can get a user to um, uh, to make it a, a primary destination for their earnings, then that's the holy grail. And, you know, we have that at Ceridian in spades, um, uh, you know, given that we're already moving, you know, over $300 billion a year in payroll funds for, for our clients. And then on top of that, you know, the, our channel for acquiring customers, you know, you're looking at neobanks today are spending hundreds of dollars to try to acquire customers. Well, we're able to do that through privileged channels directly through employers without sort of being in the, you know, the trench warfare of online advertising to try to acquire customers one at a time. Um, and so it, it's, it's really a, a compelling model for us. And what do you think about uh, banking as a service in general? Like you mentioned your privileged position, you know, sitting at, at the uh, at the processing of the paycheck. Um, not too many others with that type of role. Um, but then you have like embedded, right? So the Intuits that, you know, have, you know, millions of customers that can roll and roll out um, banking services relatively easy to whether it's Credit Karma or on the on the accounting side. Um there's there's so many players in the space. Can can you? I guess I, I'd be curious in hearing sort of your perspective on on where the advantages are, where disadvantages are of the different types of players. What do you, so? What do you mean in terms of? So the, I don't mean banks specifically as a any name, or, or you mean the end like? Well, there's a, is it okay? We can start with is it yeah. is it a is it a um, winner take all type market? Are there room for multiple platforms? I'd say absolutely. I think we are in the early innings of embedded finance. Um, and, you know, there's actually, there was a great article um, by Alex Johnson. I don't know if you're familiar with his work at, over at Cornerstone, um, but he talks about, you know, what, what we went through in banking as a service was sort of the, the atomization of financial services and sort of breaking financial services down into their individual pieces. And then, the reconstituting of financial services in new clusters and new kind of centers of gravity, if you will, is kind of how he puts it. And, you know, I think that you're seeing that there are different types of companies that are becoming centers of gravity for financial services. And, and the three that Alex talks about in this article, I'm just giving him a big shout out here, is uh, one is merchants. So where do you spend your money? The second is community. So when you're working with other people or connecting with other people and you want to trade um, goods or services or send money back and forth. So think of it like online communities like Facebook. And then the third and the one that I think is really compelling is employers because that's the source of your money. Um, and if you can embed financial services there, uh, it's really, really powerful. And I'll just give you an example of, you know, a future vision of what we are looking at here at Ceridian is, you know, because we're a, a fully integrated um, solution for human capital management for our clients. You know, we, that means we do everything from time and attendance for, you know, for workers to payroll, to benefits, to tax calculations. Um, you know, you can envision a world where, a user on Dayforce wallet, you know, is earning their money into this account and is spending this account. We've layered on 
a level of intelligence into that experience to say, hey, you know, you've got your car payment coming up in three days, but uh, you're going to run short. But by the way, there's an open shift at your job tomorrow night that if mm. you take it, you'll cover yourself. So the, the idea of being able to be proactive and to do things for that user that others just can't do, that's, that's where this world is going. And so there are a host of um, you know, different kinds of solutions that are going to change how people think about financial services. You know, finance and banking is just, it's not an end in and of itself. You know, nobody thinks to themselves, well, I'm really excited about, you know, my bank account. What they're excited about is what does it help them achieve? And I think that's really where we're going is how do we allow uh, financial services to help people achieve their goals and live the lives that they really want? Oh, I really like that framework. Um, I, I was just thinking as, as you were saying that, Seth, like it, it's been a few years since I've, I've lived in the States, but I don't remember as an employee having a relationship with uh, the processor of, of payroll. Um, I guess what does it take for you guys, or maybe you're already there, but like to build the brand in, you know, in, in the end user's eyes of a really building a relationship with that. Cause at least in my mind, that wasn't something that was, that was usual or, or, or uh, familiar to me. Yeah. I think, you know, I think there's a broader trend of the, consumerization of work and you know if you if you think about it the best example i always think about is uh like back when business travel was a thing if you think about the uh what was the user experience when you were trying to book business travel through one of the business travel portals that you had to use maybe through your through your corporation i don't know if you mm -hmm. had this experience but i yeah. certainly have versus what your experience was when you wanted to book your leisure travel using a consumer centric site. And what's happening is that the people are realizing that the user experiences in, in, in typical B2B software have been terrible. And uh, what we're doing at Ceridian is really putting the user first and building beautiful, seamless um, user experiences for these end users that that they actually do build trust with because ultimately, you know, and I, I say this quite often is that the new currency of trust is actually user experience. Um, and so if you can make your products work really seamlessly and work the way people expect them to work, then you will build that trust and you'll build that brand. And so for us at Ceridian, we've, we've been really focused on creating even before wallet on creating user experiences for those end users um, that, that help build that trust. We've got uh, the Dayforce mobile app. So separate from the Dayforce wallet um, app, but even the Dayforce mobile app is a um, hugely popular solution for people to engage with their HR software um, that their company provides. So I think you know, we, we do have um, a brand, particularly around Dayforce, that we're, um, you know, we're engaging with end users and, and building that level of trust. Got it. Um, so in, in the remaining time that we have, Seth, um, I'm curious, and, and you alluded to this in a previous answer about um, the proactivity that Ceridian was doing and thinking about not only alerting users uh, about maybe some a, a cash flow shortfall, but actually pointing them in a direction, picking up a new shift to be able to cover that. 
I, I'm curious just to know if you can provide some insight into your product pipeline, where you're taking the product in the future. Absolutely. So I think near term key focus is going to be around rounding out the product and really building out the trust for those users to um, use the product as their primary bank account. And so that means things like uh, savings um, solutions. That's, that's a you know, very common um, request that we get. We're implementing a rewards program on the product so people can get cash back around um, you know, certain um, uh, merchants, you know, merchant funded rewards so to, to make the product more appealing. You know, the next step is further integrating with our, our core HR capabilities and really making a reality that, that opportunity to, to deliver more um, uh, earning opportunities, both inside your company and then maybe even outside the, the, the set, your, your existing company into uh, a whole range of companies that are on the Dayforce platform that may have uh, piece work or gig work available for users that we've already onboarded, we've already, you know, verified their right to work and their ability to work. So we can actually facilitate a much larger network of, uh, of workers and opportunities uh, to be had. Seth, thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Zach, it's my pleasure. It's great to be with you.